Uh, hello, everyone. Before this episode, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners out there. Uh, we have reached, let's see, at the time of recording, 812 downloads total. Um, I can see us definitely reaching 1,000 by mid-season this season. But as we go into season four, make sure that uh, you get out there and share our stuff and uh, leave us a review on iTunes. It helps out a lot. I guess that's it. I just wanted to say, hey, thanks for listening. Um, thanks. Uh, let's get on with the show. Um, I gotta go spit out my gum, so I'll be right back. didn't make it in time for the in time for the introduction that you're about to do yeah uh almost in anyway hello hello and welcome to temple of the false pod where our decks are not optimized but our plays sure as heck are fun i'm andy i'm bruce and welcome to season four this is episode 31 if we were uh a channel in new hampshire we'd be tbs Unbelievable. We're referencing New Hampshire TV channels. I don't know if that's still accurate because that was, I don't know, 15 years ago. Uh, anyway, welcome. Season four, we've lasted longer than Firefly. By, by many seasons. By three seasons. <laughs> they only had one season, right? And a movie? Yeah. I don't think they ever got that reboot. We need a movie. Maybe that, that just means we need a two-hour episode. We can, we can easily <laughs> do that. This this one might be two hours. Um, I'm gonna try something. New. I'm gonna stand because today I've been exhausted, uh, and hopefully that'll lift my energy up. As if it doesn't seem like I already have enough. As my niece says, "You are exhausted." I'm taller than Bruce for once. This is Whoa. amazing. It feels better already. Let's. Should let's... I just say that this this should not stand? <laughs> hey, um, maybe. I, I feel good standing up. Excellent. Um, we'll we'll check back back in on that. See how long it actually lasts. Um, as our as our season premiere, I wanted to get back to basics. Oh oh, uh, because today we're going to talk all about basic lands. You've got six of them, right? Well, I guess you also you've got like eleven of them because you've got. One of each color, you got wastes, and then you got snow of each color. Right. Um, when are we getting snow-covered wastes? I guess that becomes the real question. Why can't we have snow-covered wastes? Because we wear snow pants. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so, figured, started off, let's talk about what they are. We got planes. This is how I'm going to pad the episode. Wow. Swamps? Or maybe just swamp. I don't remember. Mountain. Islands. Islands. Plains, islands. Swamps. Mountains. Forests. And finally, wastes. And what were you doing going in order outside of Wooburg? For Uh, shame. For shame, Andy. I was doing it by favorite. (laughs) White and then black. And that's it. That's all you need. Um... So, if you missed our episode about how many lands, go check that out. 
but basically, you got 40 lands in a deck. In a 100-card in a Singleton Commander deck. Yes. Uh, you shouldn't really stray too far from that, if at all. Uh, how many of those are going to be basics? I mean, we've got so many non-basic lands that, I mean, if you want to go check out an episode about utility lands, go check that out. Uh, but, uh, wow, we talk a lot about lands. We do. I mean, they're important. Uh, they are, and I am a land junkie. So we keep coming back to this point. And for this episode, if we had been recording video and we were on YouTube uh, in, in, in full glory, mm. then yes, we would be talking about our favorite basics and be showing you one basic land after another in, in, just its, a, just in a, its full visual glory. We would barely be talking. It would just, just a slideshow behind us, not even talking about it. Just yes. like, ooh, this one's nice. Mm, nice. Mm. However, this is a podcast, so we're going to talk about why you're putting basics into the in, into these 40 cards, how many you should be looking at, and, yeah. and how much to pay for them. Why. Right. <laughs> There are some surprisingly <laughs> expensive basics out there. But we'll get to that. Uh, so, uh, first up, how many basics to put into the deck? Uh, I, as with any question you come across in Magic the Gathering, uh, it depends. Because uh, I guess the first question that should be asked uh, after that is, how many colors are you running? Uh, right. I mean... Normally, for a question like that, I would give you some pithy statement of more than you think or less oh, than you think. Yes. However, no, we're talking definitely about more basics. Than you think. I think with basics, it's all over the place, um, and I think in large part, it it works in reverse to the way it should, mm -hmm. because I think newer players have fewer dual lands and non-basic lands that can improve your curve. Now. <clears throat> I mean, the reason we're all putting non-basics into our decks is because we want either both the colors that we're running in this deck, or we want a land that produces three colors because we're running that mm. three color, or two cut at least two of those three colors, or two of those four, or two of those five. You want duels because you're getting the option. Of, right. That way, you get both. Right. Both of the, or at least two land types that you're looking at. Right. The other reason would be for utility, which. Got a whole episode about it. Go check it out. Um, exactly. So it's either you've got land fixing or you've got the other words on the card that aren't tap for mana. Right. Uh, sometimes, I mean, you don't have tap for mana at all. Maze of Ith. Very rare now, <laughs> but yes. So the thing is, a new player doesn't have as many of those dual, uh, many of those lands that tap for more than one color. So they tend to run a lot more basics because yeah. that's what they have. And then as you play and as you play the game longer and longer and accumulate more and more cards, invariably you get more and more lands that produce more than one mana. All these non-basics. Mm -hmm. And you start loading your deck with everyone you have because you're still new. This is all you have. So you put them in there all the time because they're the best because they're yeah. the best option for you. You've got Gil Gates, you've got Gain one life. Yes. Uh, you've got all these these enter the battlefield tapped ones, which are like some of them have great utility. Right. I know you love the temples. I do. Um, fittingly, uh, and 
it, whether you think that it's worth it or not is generally personal preference. Right. Um, I would say that the guild gates, unless you're running a gate deck, uh, don't Oof. don't. Yeah, you could do better. Um, the idea, though, is that eventually you reach a point where you cross over. Yeah, where you have these lands that produce more than more than one color of mana, mm-hmm. and You've got so many of them that you're filling your deck to the point where you're not running a lot of basics. Yeah. Um, and I noticed this in my deck several years ago when I built a three-color deck and had no basics of one of the <laughs> of one of the colors and only four basics of the other because I was so determined to make sure that my deck would run efficiently because of the cards that were in the deck. And yes, I did have three different cards that had double mana symbols on one, of one color on three different cards. So it was kind of a mana hog. However, that's when you know you've gone too far. That's, that's clearly too far. The reason I would argue it's too far is because basics have a significant role in most games. Yeah. My, my first point with that is... Basics are much less likely to be the target of land destruction than a non-basic. Yeah, especially with, I mean, a lot of the land destruction printed nowadays is literally target non-basic land. Um, you know, you've got Field of, field of Ruin? I think so. Um, yeah, virtually every piece of land destruction now is targeted removal, and it always says non-basic. It's almost always the case now. You can't get around it any other way. So running basics tends to be more of a saving grace in your deck. The second option, or the second consideration, is ramp. There are are some cards out there that allow you to search for a land and put it into play. But most of the cards out there only allow you to search for a basic. So whether you're talking about... Evolving Wilds? Yes. So whether you're talking about Evolving Wilds, uh, or you're talking about uh, cultivate. Mm. You're getting basics. I think even uh, what uh, Fable Passage is also basics. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like most land tutors are going to be looking for not uh, for basics. Right. Um, even one of my pet cards, uh, Settle the Wreckage. Uh, I've seen that card blow people out on Arena plenty of times because people don't run enough basics. So what is Settle the Wreckage? Settle the Wreckage is two and two white, so two white, white, instant. Um, something along the lines of uh, exile all attacking creatures that the those creatures owners, or those creatures controllers? Exile all attacking creatures, Thank target you. player controls. Uh, that player may search his or her library for that many basics or basic lands and put those cards onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle his or her library. So... You're giving your opponents a pile of a pile of land, mm-hmm. unless of course they don't have any basics. <laughs> in which case, you're wiping out. You know, yeah. you're, you're getting an instant speed wrath of just your opponents. Exile and, wrath too, right? And you're not giving them anything in return because they don't have the you know the three or the four basics, right? To to recover the the creatures that are swinging at you. So um, yeah, I mean with not running enough basics obviously you run into issues with that you run into issues with your your land tutoring um you run into needing mana to come in untapped uh a lot of the lands that tap for two 
are lands that come into play tapped. Mm. Um, I will say that's part of the reason why dual lands and lands and others that come into play that aren't tapped tend to be worth their weight in gold. And well, probably even more so, actually. <laughs> paper doesn't weigh very much. But um, these these cards tend to be worth it just because you're not getting that that turn when the, when it's tapped. Well, your basic land is ready to go as soon as you drop it on the battlefield. So there's a real uh, a real benefit to that that gets downplayed, especially in metas where the games go longer. Our games go longer, so in theory, a tapped land isn't as bad as it would be in someone's meta where games end by turn eight. Right. However, what people don't realize is how often that that dual land I'm going to say dual because I'm tired of saying land that produces more than more than one <laughs> yeah. color. So dual will generally be yeah. in in regards or with regards to this episode. Yeah. When we say dual, we mean a land that produces two or three colors. I know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. but the idea is, how often are you actually tapping the dual land for more than one color? Right. Because as somebody who runs a lot of duels, for a long time, I was running Vivid Lands. Now, the Vivids are a land that come into play and they can, they tap for one particular color and they come with two counters on them. And you can tap it, remove a counter, and you can get a mana of any color. Very cool. It was cool and it worked in a number of decks where I had yeah. ways to multiply the counters. That part's irrelevant. What really mattered was... It demonstrated for me just how often I actually needed this <laughs> land to produce anything other than the colored land that it produces right. naturally without removing a token. It was almost never. Yeah. So, like, for instance, Vivid Crag taps for red. Right. Chances are you could easily replace that with a basic mountain and be none the wiser. Right. Probably even better off. Over and over again. And I was running these lands in my Vorel deck. And I guarantee you that Vivid Creek, uh, <laughs> I removed a counter off of that every once in a while. The right. point was so that Vorel could double the counters, but there was never any reason to because for the most part, you always had the land. So if I just put an island in, it would have been just as good. Yeah. Even a little better because the Vivid comes into play tapped. Oof. But that's what I'm talking about. And it wasn't until I was playing with the Vivid when I really started to, because it was an obvious and easy way to track how often you were tapping it for one color or the other. Right. And it was always one color. Well, in that case, take out a duel. Why live with a come into play tap ability if you can just run a basic duel and protect yourself from, from removal and protect yourself from... Uh, you know, from all of the downsides that you get with the dual land, if the only upside to the dual land is the mana and you're never using it, yeah, then you're essentially just running a basic that isn't as good. Now, kind of where this gets complicated is that now you have pretty much one and two color decks covered with what we've just talked about. Where it gets a little more complicated, especially with, I mean, the Vivids, is when you're doing a three, four, five color deck. I mean, the five color deck is a very specific thing that I don't think we'll be able to get into today um, because, I mean, mana bases for five color decks are so particular. Um, yeah, but... it so depends on the, on the commander that you're using, the, co the, you know, right. 
do you have a particular color that's the dominant color probably right um and then you're focusing in there and it yeah yeah do you have ways to make your lands tap for any color uh you know chromatic lantern dryad of the hidden grove no dryad of something green sexy man from theros uh he says that all your lands are uh every type but that actually might be basics i don't remember hmm dryad of elysian grove uh, two and a green. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Lands you control are every basic land type in addition to their other types. He's a 2-4. Uh, granted, it's a $17 card, uh, so I'm not playing it. But uh, needless to say, there are those effects that you're going to want to run in five-color decks. Not here to talk about that today. Not going to talk about five-color decks. No way. Probably not for a couple more seasons. Um so that brings us to three and four color decks. You're going to want to run more non-basics, especially duels, because you need the you need the consistency. Yeah, that once you start talking about three and especially four color decks, right? Uh, the the consistency demands become very high. Yeah, and it becomes that much more difficult. Now, having said that, if your four color deck has only two cards of one color, right? If you built it with the idea that this is my four-color commander and I'm running two cards of one color and three or four cards of another, yeah. well, then you're essentially looking at Splash and you know you can make that work. But even in those scenarios, and actually especially in those scenarios, that's why you want to run the basic. Yeah. Even if you're running only two basics of each of those colors, you're going to run a tutor that's going to allow you to find a basic land. Well, now you can find that basic land that's there's only where there's only one or two of them in the deck, to so that way you can consistently cast those cards. Yeah, I mean, in my uh, I've got a it's a Mardu, so red, white, black, uh, Bruce Tarl, Ravos, yeah. um, partner commander deck. Uh, that was like my first three color deck. Uh, and I mean, the mana base is fine, um, probably because I don't have nearly enough uh, duels anyway. But if you put in ways to find the basics that you need, the colors that you need, whatever that is, uh, you know, your cultivates your. I mean, right. I can't run to cultivate in this deck, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. you, you use those tutors and you can eventually get there. You can find that it's not very hard to build, especially where I believe... Let me try to find this deck first. Um, so, so like that one is probably running a lot of land tax and allowing you to search for a planes. I wish I had land tax. Well, that style of card. Right. Um, so, wow, okay. What I was going to say is that generally, if you're running three or four colors, like you said, you're going to have one color that's more of a splash you right. want certain cards uh in that color so you have the commanders you do to get that uh i was gonna say this deck is probably mainly red white or maybe black white but then i just looked at the stats and it's uh <laughs> nearly three-way which very well may be why there's i mean six or so uh ways to produce mana on mana rocks Right. Uh, which is, I mean, another reason why people feel the need to not run basics. But then you look at the, my basic count, and I've got uh, seven, four, and four. 
so I've got 15, mm-hmm. which feels low. And honestly, it probably is low. You can see you can see our episode on why you should be running 40 and why you're wrong if you're not. Um, not going to tell you how many are but, in this deck. No, 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 you're not. Um, but I built this deck like two years ago. Given even given that, you've listed off fifteen basics. Yeah. So I think uh, that that's still probably more than your average player. I would I would think so. Uh-huh. Um, it's just you know, the perceived upside of the dual lands is that you are getting the option of one color or the other. Right. In practice, it becomes a question of. How often does that need to happen? How often are you using that land as one or the other? Try this the next time you play Commander. When you play your lands, you've got, say you're running your two color deck with some duels. Play all of one color land, all of your basic, all your, okay, let's say your basic islands in one stack, your basic planes in another stack, mm-hmm. and then every time you draw a duel, Put it into the stack that has the least amount of lands. And try to only use that duel when you're actually tapping for that one for that color. Hmm. And then say to yourself at the end, how many times did you need to actually move it to the other pile and tap it for the other color? Hmm. Because if you're always tapping it for one color, it could just be that one color. <laughs> we, we're all, I think many of us who have the duels to be able to put a ton of them into decks are guilty of running too many of them with the idea being, I never want to be caught out. Right. I never want to be caught out. And I am one of those people and I'm still struggling to push back on that and get more basics into my decks. Yeah. As somebody who has generally tried to be as much of a budget player as I can, yeah. um, it's the easiest way to cut a pr- cut price out of the deck is to cut duels. Absolutely. Um, obviously, original duels are ludicrously expensive. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not even going to talk about it. <laughs> if you've got original duels in your deck, it's because you can. It's because you either have been playing forever or you can afford them, and right. the the cost of them is irrelevant. Right. You're just running it. But there are plenty of duels. I mean, the yeah. the Ravnica duels are. I believe they're still roughly around somewhere between ten and twenty. I could the be wrong. the like bounce ones. No. Oh, it's the ones that are the shock lands. Oh right, yeah. No, those are yeah, those are between ten and twenty. And like, if you're looking to cut price out of your your deck, that's the first place to look. Um, generally, because especially with what we just said, where you're going to be using any specific land more for one color than the other it's so like try that before shoving 50 50 dollars into a deck to make the mana base a little bit more varied i guess right. um but that's also coming from a perspective of very casual players um oh uh before we go on bruce uh let's take it over to break uh we've got a special uh message from our sponsor Uh, So we'll be right back. This episode of Temple of the False Pod is brought to you by Wastes. Yes, we're the basics that nobody mentioned in the entire show. What a waste. What a waste. Now back to you. Ah, thanks me. I think you already touched on sort of the next 
<clears throat> the next way to talk about this, the reason you want more basics in your deck is, is literally is to reduce the cost mm. of your deck. I would much rather be able to afford more decks <laughs> and simply illuminating some of the dual lands yeah. that are in your deck. You'll notice the ones that come into play tapped, you know, or that come into play tapped and gain a life. They're not worth anything dollar-wise. Right. Right. There's a reason <laughs> for this. It's fine if that's the only one you have because there's no reason to remove it for dollar value. Right. Um, but when you start drifting up and you start realizing how much you're spending on duels, keep in mind whether or not you really actually need that card. For, for, for a new player, I strongly encourage the uh, getting the duels that... Uh, what's the set? They've been in two sets now. They're the ones that come into play untapped if you have multiple opponents. Oh, yeah. the uh, I think they're called Crowd Lands now. Yeah. Battle Bond Lands. Yeah, also Commander Legends. Right. Uh, so I think I think those are the best dual lands out there. Mm. And, however, they're not cheap. And if you're looking to buy that... They're surprisingly cheaper than the Shock Lands, but that, I think that's probably because Shock Lands are like also... Uh, Shocklands are modern, also list, well, they're also listed uh, on the type line as each of the two basics. Oh, so if you're searching for a forest or a mountain, so like you can, Sky Shroud claim or right, whatever. so then you can uh, you can find one of those duels instead. Right, now, the crowd duels don't have that option, so you're never going to be able to search for a uh, for one of the crowd duels by looking for uh, a plains. Right. Or by looking for an island or a, whatever. But um, in like a game of Commander, they're 95% of the time they're going to come in untapped. Um, right. And if you're at the point in the game where it comes in tapped, then you probably can just hold on to it anyway. Uh, right. But again, if you're going to spend this kind of money, yeah, you want to know that your deck's going to see an improvement. So it becomes a question of figuring out how many of these duels do I actually need in this deck? And uh, I'm not going to give you a number because <laughs> it completely depends on your deck. If uh, yeah, if keep you, in mind these are what like seven to ten dollars, I think. Right, but if you're running uh, if you're running a deck that's loaded with cards that have two white pips on the card, right, and then you're also running a deck that also has uh, two black pips on a card, mm -hmm. and you're running multiple cards that have that. The, your mana demands are going to be much higher than if you're running a deck where it's only one yeah. mana pip on all of the cards, or where white the white cards have two two mana pips and the black cards only ever have one. You know, when you look at that, you realize how much you can get away with just going with basics, as opposed to needing duels to, you know, to to make sure that you always got the right color mana. Yeah. Um, and I think it's interesting too, because like, like, I guess to just like put it out flat. If you're running a monocolored deck, run. Oh God, I sat down. Uh, <laughs> uh, run. I don't know, thirty to thirty-five basics, and fill out the rest of your forty with utility as a general starting point. Right now, I mean, I just I just today finished a monocolored deck. Now, ooh, sixty-card casual deck. Oh. So there are only twenty-four lands in the deck, but I will tell you that uh, I'm running four non-basics. Should have still run 40 lands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm running four non-basics and mm -hmm. 20 basics. Um, mostly because, one, when you're running monocolor, 
you're not looking at dual lands. You're looking at lands that do something else. Right. Some other little benefit. So it's a lot easier to just run basics. Temple of the False God, for example. <laughs> for example, Temple of the False God. Uh, in this case, uh, in this particular deck, I, I'm running... Myria the Sky Ruin enters the battlefield tapped. Can you believe it? Whoa. After what I just said. Um, at the beginning of your upkeep, if you control seven or more planes, you may return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Now, this is being run because the deck is mono-white. and You're running because... a mono-white deck, Bruce? Yep. Nice. Um, I knew that planes were the best. There we go. Uh, especially if you're running a Mary of the Sky Ruin because, well... Seven lands is or seven planes is tough to come by in any do in any two color, three color, four or five color deck. Mm. So I opted to run a Maria this time around. Um, but this is essentially true for what I'm you know, obviously for monocolor, it's much easier to run a lot of basics. Uh, and uh, even there, keep in mind that cards like a Maria the Sky Ruin. Uh, cards that enter the battlefield tapped let you scry one. Cards that enter the battlefield tapped let you uh, gives protection to protection of whatever color to one of your creatures until mm. the end of the turn, or you know gives a creature flying or does whatever. <clears throat> really weigh the benefit of this and remember, you're now putting a non-basic, which is now targetable with a lot of removal, and it's not searchable. So does the benefit that it is offering really worth, you know, removing a basic land for it? <laughs> yeah, so. and I think the tough thing to there is like it's tempting, but what you are doing is taking out a land. You're probably taking out a basic to put this in um, to keep your mana base up because if you were not uh, and or I guess like if you were what am I trying to say? You want to make sure that uh, you definitely hit that 40 mark because, or I mean 24 mark if you're playing yeah. 60. Uh, because if you aren't, and now you're playing these tapped non-basics, then you're kind of making it so you can't actually play the game. Um, that It's a bit reductive, but I think like the point stands uh, where... If you are starting to cut lands and putting in non-basics, especially ones that come in tapped, you are making it less likely to be able to play the cards when you eventually, I mean, because you're going to be drawing them more anyway, you're, it can be less likely to play them. Right. Now, I mean, we've all heard every time you cut a land from your deck, to put something else in, you're reducing the likelihood of ever getting to play that card because you reduce the amount of lands in your deck. Mm -hmm. Adding non-basics, especially especially the ones, I mean, uh, realistically, this is the ones that enter the battlefield tapped. If your non-basic enters the battlefield tapped, you're losing a turn with of that mana. Mm -hmm. You're losing a turn. So is it worth it? Is it worth it that you're, you know, that on turn four, you're only going to have three mana to cast something that, uh, you know, is it worth it to be behind for behind for that turn? Now, it's one mana, mm -hmm. one mana, one time. That, does, that seems like a small price to pay. Right. Especially in a format where you've got all these mana rocks and you've got right. ways to untap your land and you've got, you know, um, but 
I mean, but when it comes down, think about treasures. Yeah. When you're when you're given three treasures, would you take two? And a minor ability. <laughs> I, it, I mean, it's going to depend on the game. It's going to depend on the deck. But um, you know, there are times when no, no, I'm not going to take that. Just <laughs> give me the extra treasure because that's essentially what we're talking about here. Yeah, we're talking about one mana. So I guess, uh, I guess what I was trying to say was that, like, yeah, like you are putting this in instead of a basic, mm-hmm. um, and because of that. If you were to start cutting land count uh, afterwards, like you're like, oh my gosh, I have, in your case, oh my gosh, I have 63 cards. I need to cut three cards. Don't start with your basics again um, because you've already cut it for this. Um, so always just kind of keep that in mind that mm-hmm. you are, you're already replacing your basics with your non-basics. Right. Um, when you're putting your non-basics in your deck. So uh, think about that when you're trying to cut. Mm-hmm. When you're like, oh, I'm going to go down to 38 land. Don't cut more basics because you're just going to screw yourself over. Right. And the other part is when you're at, when you're at 101 and you're looking to cut one card, mm. I am never going to cut the land. <laughs> basics, non-basics at all. Yeah. If I'm at 40, I'm at 40 and I'm not cutting. Well, that's but, why you're a better player than us, Bruce. Well, but... If you've got 41 land mm-hmm. and you're looking to cut, take a take a take a good look at your finished deck and decide, do you really need the duel? Do you really need the duel? Mm. Especially if that duel's coming to play tapped. Do you really need that? You may find that you're much better off cutting the duel over the basic. Because my instinct has always been just cut a basic. Find out find out where I'm over and just remove a basic because I don't want to touch the duels because they're the ones that give me that that security blanket right. that I can tap it for either color. And that's great if you really do need to tap it for either color. But if you don't, don't run it. You're, mm. It's just not as good as a basic if you're just going to tap it for the same color over <laughs> and over again. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of all I've got. Um, have you seen... Have you seen the the previewed basics for Innistrad? Yes, yes, I have. I am so excited. I I was listening to something and they were talking about like how they heard people saying bad things about it. They were like, "Oh, I just like I don't like that it's black and white." But, like I love it. It's the only colors that I need anyway. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm looking forward to seeing them in person mm. because. Which was the lands, was it Theros, that had just the mana symbol? Yeah. And they were a wash of color. Yeah. And I really like that because from across the table, you can immediately tell yeah. exactly what color that is. You know it's you know that that one's a swamp. You know that's a plains. You know exactly from a mile away you can see this color with these new lands. I want to play with them to see because I know that the trim... Right. Is the color. But is the trim going to be enough for me to be able to easily tell what color, what color land it is? I think I generally. I think it's going to I be. think the contrast is there enough. Right. Um, especially where, like, you would compare it to, like, Unglued, where it's got, it still has that brown border. Yeah. Um, but it's, like, a still kind of full art-esque. Yeah. 
it's it has a bit it's of the full art and it's it, got a significantly sized mana symbol that's very easy to read so, yeah and um, i guess like so the I difference here is, is yeah i guess the difference here is that the art's in black and white um but i mean i'm excited i like that you've got the purple for the the black rather yeah. than making it just completely black and white yeah you had to have some kind of color uh, contrast there very excited for those um which i mean i guess brings me to i guess to my very last topic that i mentioned at the beginning of the show um if you need basics ask around uh if you really care about that extra chef's kiss panache uh in your deck and you want to throw money at basics that's your prerogative uh go for it know what you're doing uh you can get them essentially for free um yeah, there's no if you if you yeah. just need the basic, there's just no way you should be paying for this. Yeah, Your they come in literally. Yeah, to give you some. You, your LGS will give you some. Uh, they come in literally every product, I guess, besides pre-release kits. Which I mean, if you're at a pre-release kit, you're getting free lands anyway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they're in literally every commander pre-con. Just open that up, take the basics out. You've got, you're probably deconstructing that deck anyway. So, Um, one other piece. Uh A lot of people run on the assumption that you have to, if you're running basics, you should be running the same picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. All the way through. This is going to be our second hour of our episode. Um, So, for me, Mm -hmm. um, I understand the value of that. I get it. Um, It means that your opponents don't, you know, the, you know, the play benefit is that if you accidentally put, you know, if you've got two swamps in your hand, mm-hmm. you can play. You don't have to pay attention to which one you had out on the battlefield if one gets bounced to your hand. Right, or if you've revealed one for whatever right. reason. Uh, because that way your opponents don't know that you actually have two because they, they're only seeing the same picture over and over again. Now, in our cute. games, yeah, in our games, nobody's paying that close attention. Exactly, and I would hazard a guess in most games people are not paying that kind of attention maybe tournament level but like that's extreme we're a casual podcast yeah. uh welcome to temple of our False decks Spot, are not optimized but they sure as heck are fun yeah and the non-optimization extends out to the lands I the like fun to part too many different i like to put a lot of different pictures on yeah. uh i the only thing that i end up doing is i try and stay so if i'm going full art <laughs> i try and stay full art all the right. way through the uh um, <laughs> That 60 card deck I just built, I've got 20 basic planes, mm-hmm. and they are the planes are the promo planes from uh, whatever Ravnica set we were in in 2013, and they're all stamped with the pre-release date on them. How'd you how'd you manage that one? Well, it turns out when you run pre-releases for for children and they give you the promo cards, uh, when they give you you know 60 promo cards, and you don't have enough. To give each child two so you give each child one and then you look at the rest of them and say this is going in a deck someday <laughs> and it only takes eight years damn years, eight yeah. years for that to happen so um yeah i think for me personally i i think i have one deck where i wanted to make all of my lands different and i think it's my mimeoplasm deck um so it's three colors so it was easy to do uh considering i have I think I just grabbed a handful one day when you had a land station out. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I, I love the, the old lands with the brown frame. Yeah. 
because it's super easy. I mean, especially where I'm running, you know, twenty-ish uh, basics in each of my commander decks. Um, I twenty, yeah, twenty or thirty, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's super easy just when you're drawing your first seven to see exactly how many basics you have in your own hand. Right. It's an easy assessment whether you need to mulligan or not. Because if I don't see a brown border in my opening hand, it's, it's going. quickly going. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, I guess the other part to remember is um, for those of us who use the same group of lands over and over again, mm-hmm. uh, keep an eye on the where. Keep an eye on the curvature. Uh, I like to run a lot of lands that are foil. Ew. Most of my decks are not foil. Ew. So you need to really take care that after you've shuffled up, that you can't you just look at your deck and say, oh, I know exactly where all the lands are because look, there's a space here where this is a foil and this one's a foil and this one's a foil. So keep that in mind when you're uh, putting your deck together. That uh, We need to get a recording of Kyle just saying, if you're gonna cheat, Yes, you need this one more than I do. So, but even, <laughs> even when you're not trying to cheat, you know, right. there's nothing like shuffling up your deck, stacking it on the table, and looking over at it and going, "Oh no, that's uh, yeah, that that's not going to work." Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's, it's something to keep in mind. Um, anyway, uh, I set. I guess getting back to it, I have probably been sitting for about three minutes total this podcast i felt great yeah i think this episode went off without a hitch well except for when my microphone got unplugged bruce couldn't remember the name of card uh welcome back to season four everyone hey hey um make sure you subscribe share do all that fun stuff comment leave a comment on our youtube we've got youtube um leave us a review on spotify on spotify on apple podcast on yes. apple podcast i don't know if you can leave reviews on spotify anyway um send us the good the good juju yeah send us the good juju share us with all your friends um welcome back it's good to be back we've got a good season coming up uh we've recorded some of the episodes already so that's exciting it's outstanding uh, trust me it's gonna be good uh so, we're Temple of the Fall Spot, where our decks are not optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. I'm Andy. I'm Bruce. Welcome back. Have a great night. May your fifth land be the temple. Bye! Hey everyone, Andy here. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Temple of the Fall Spot. Just a few housekeeping things here at the end of the show. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much wherever you can find podcasts. Subscribe and give us a review. It really helps out the show. And it'll show us what you like about our podcast. Uh, also, we've got a Twitter and an Instagram. Our handle is falsepodmtg, all one word. So be sure to follow us. Feel free to reach out to us there or drop us an email at falsepodmtg at gmail.com and tell us your favorite magic-related story. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you again to you and to Bruce. He's Mana Burned on Twitter, and I'm Andy Weekend on Twitter and Twitch. We're Temple of the False Pod, where our decks aren't optimized, but our plays sure as heck are fun. Have a great night, and may your fifth land be the temple.